1: And welcome to the 113th episode of The Go Home Show. I'm your host, Eric Rudor, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakar. Brian. Yo. How you doing?
0: I'm good. I didn't know we started.
1: Yeah. It's that- because this, uh, this is an episode full of surprises. Whoa. Spe- it's episode full of, dare I say, special guests. <gasps> this is our last episode, and I know a little surprise that Brian has planned for me. Uh-huh. It's that he got John Cena. Yeah. He's coming. Where is he? He's uh, he's here. He's hiding. He's oh, because he can't see him. Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. I hadn't. Which
1: I hadn't you didn't cons- know.
0: I hadn't considered that he's been here the whole time. Whoa! He's always been on this show. Holy shit! Like he's the hero inside us all. Exactly.
1: Wow. John Cena.
0: Has always been our special guest.
1: Wow. Because he's been living inside of all of us. I can't believe it. This entire time. It's not something I expected, but it's something that I knew was there. Yeah. It's something that I knew.
0: Yeah. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. It's the hero inside of us. It's that never give up attitude. Yep. It's that, uh, you know, it, every day you just got to put in a little bit of hustle. Yep. And then you get... You get people around you who Uh recognize that hustle Uh and and then they're loyal to you Uh uh, and then you know once they get loyal to you
1: people look at you and they go man I respect him oh wow it all makes sense and it's all come together it only took 113 episodes for us to think of that he was invisible and also the hero inside of us all the whole time (laughs) it only took us over 100 episodes to come to that so that way on the spur of the moment (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, uh, this is the last episode of the Go Home Show, so at least we have that. Yeah. Um, Brian, it's the draft, the WWE draft, which is the reason that we are ending this yes. podcast, because I can't watch that much wrestling. No. And be okay with it. Uh-uh. Neither, but, neither can anybody else. But let's talk about the draft, shall we? Sure. Um, Let's see. The uh, commissioner of SmackDown is Shane. The commissioner of Raw is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. The general manager of Raw is Mick Foley. And the general manager of SmackDown is Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that when we do our or revo- SmackDown. God damn it! A raw review later. <laughs> Not gonna review SmackDown. No. Uh, in order, I'm just gonna run these down. Go. Um, actually, let's just do it by the by tens. Okay. So top ten. Number one is Seth Rollins to Raw. Number two is Dean Ambrose to SmackDown. Number three is Charlotte to Raw. Number four is AJ Styles to SmackDown. Number five is Finn Balor to Raw. Number six is Roman Reigns to Raw. John Cena is 7th, going to SmackDown. Brock Lesnar is 8th, going to Raw. Ninth is Randy Orton to SmackDown. And number 10 is The New Day. All of The New Day. Yep. Uh, Brian, what did you think of the top 10? I think it's really cool that the uh,
0: women's title was in the top 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in the past, we probably wouldn't have seen it until like past 15. <clears throat> I agree. Um, which is hilarious, because that's where the US and the IC Championship ended up. Yep. Uh, but... That makes me happier because I've been enjoying the division around the women's um, uh, belt a lot uh, for the past few months. Yeah, I, I just like to see with everything here. My biggest um, feedback is is just going to be okay, cool. We finally don't have any barriers in front of us that we don't want to like overbook or underbook a pay per view or whatever, so that this like brand split can now go off clean. We don't have those barriers anymore.
1: Start writing good TV. Please. Now we wait and see. Well, number one was not the champion, it was Seth Rollins, but I guess in kayfabe, that makes sense because Stephanie hates Dean Ambrose. Right, and they so, got the first pick. Exactly. So even though Dean Ambrose was the champion, there's a triple threat match for the title, and she hedged her bets getting both Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yep. And Dean Ambrose uh, going to SmackDown. I think uh, AJ Styles going to SmackDown, then John Cena and Randy Orton all going there. That's a pretty stacked roster from a very, like, uh, I don't know another way to say this like very casual fan perspective. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good way to have people who don't know what's going on um have somewhere to go that they don't normally I've assume. seen a lot of people online already saying like dude Smackdown has like such a weak roster. And it's like yeah, I guess they didn't get all like your indie favorites, but they did get Randy Orton and John Cena. Yeah. So that that's going to be people who automatically tune in for those two wrestlers. Yeah. Cuz those are automatic tune-in guys. Absolutely. Um I think Finn Balor going fifth was really interesting. Yeah. Finn Balor, the first NXT call up, the first of six or seven NXT uh, call ups. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, again, just because we're stopping the podcast doesn't mean we're not going to be wrestling or watching wrestling. We're not going to be wrestling. Uh, we never gonna, have been. <laughs> we never started. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to stop watching wrestling. We're, we're still going to be using the Go Home Show Twitter account. Uh, so you can hit us up there uh, at Go Home Show. We'll probably be live tweeting Raw and SmackDown and stuff like that when we watch it. Yeah, Lucha Underground and, and ROH and all that different
0: stuff. We'll have a lot more time actually. I was telling Eric about this before. To, sorry to interject. Uh, no, no, please, real, real quick. But I was telling Eric like, what's cool about us stopping the show is that we'll actually get to watch all this wrestling that we just couldn't in our mind. Fathom making time for with a commitment of watching six hours of wrestling every week. Exactly.
1: Like, I don't have to watch Raw every week. I don't have to watch SmackDown every week. I can I can dedicate some time to other things and catch highlights of stuff that I don't necessarily really want to watch. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, who got uh, popped for a PED uh, violation for UFC, uh, they tested his, uh, I think, his sample from, like, the end of June, mm-hmm. and it got popped for, an, uh, the rumor is, an estrogen inhibitor, and then... Um, his day of sample mm-hmm. also came back with the same estrogen inhibitor, uh, estrogen blocker, that uh, that John Jones got popped for. So you have to see 200, sponsored by whatever that drug is. Uh, so there's your top ten. Let's go to uh, the next ten. Sami Zayn to Raw, Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, Sasha Banks to Raw. Number 14 is Becky Lynch to SmackDown, Chris Jericho to Raw at 15, Lana and uh, Rusev at 16 going to Raw. Maurice and the Miz going to SmackDown, Kevin Owens at 18 going to Raw, Baron Corbin at 19 going to SmackDown, and Enzo and Cass at 20 going to Raw. What do you think of that? Uh, that middle ten there. I thought that was a
0: that was a good telling of how they want to book their shows. Um, I think they're doing a good job of splitting up the talent with veteran and um, and new talent. And I'm really excited to see what storylines come out of it. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being on the same show is fucking weird. Yeah, I really thought that this weekend at Battleground it was going to be
1: the end of this feud so that they could separate and have like big four feuds. Yeah, so we were talking about this and I think there are going to be trades. There, I think there have to be trades. Some of these draft picks don't make any sense. Yeah, I feel like maybe for the next... So Battleground happens,
0: whatever, you know, the outcome of that is, is fine. And then, like, I feel like for the next two or three weeks after that, well, I guess you don't have three weeks now that there's going to be another pay-per-view, right? Yep, yep. Um, But let's just say, well, no, it's going to be SummerSlam. Yep. So it'll be at the end of August, so we'll, we'll be fine. But what I was trying to get at is I think it'll be, hey, I'm not happy with my pick here. I want to go to SmackDown. There will be people on SmackDown. Saying the same
1: thing, and I think it, they'll agree to I think do a if, trade. I think if they did a post-SummerSlam trade season... Yeah. The biggest thing in sports right now is all the not... Like, it's not even the sport itself. Mm-hmm. It's all the draft rumors and trade rumors and picks and all this stuff like that. Yeah. That is, like, such a money-making thing. That's why we have football 12 months a year. Mm-hmm. That's why football is only... 16 games, yep. but they talk about it all year round. Yeah, the combine and draft picks and mini camps and trades and yeah. like it's always talked about, and that's where all the money is. And I think if they do something post SummerSlam, like hey, there's going to be like a like a four week window of trades. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I, so I don't know. I like it. Just the way that it stands right now is really weird. Yeah. I do like that Sami Zayn was drafted ahead of Kevin Owens because that's an obvious Not... Kevin Kevin Owens being. Pissed. Yeah, that that's like a great little storyline setup um, Becky Lynch going to smackdown i don't like i don't like the women being split up on two shows don't make any sense to me um, but, but
0: but i mean otherwise you have one show that has no women and you're open to, to recourse from all the stupid people who are going to yeah, say I, well, why do you have any women on this show yeah
1: i i guess but it's like they're not fighting for anything so what's the point especially because uh, but as of as of right now there are there's no world title on raw so yeah i mean as, uh, assumably uh, it's gonna be the IC belt. Um, God, I hope Roman Reigns comes back and wins the title. Oh, I hope Roman Reigns comes back at Battleground and just wins the title. Because nobody will watch Raw? Just because that's like... It just strikes me as a thing where they're going like, Hey, hey, yeah, fuck you. And and everyone will go... Alright, ah, yeah. And that's it. Uh, just... I just want it to happen. Uh, like Enzo and Cass going in the top 22. I think that's cool. Um... SmackDown's a weird mix of old and young. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I guess so is Raw, but SmackDown really strikes me as that. Uh, let's get into the next ten. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson going at 21 to Raw. Uh, American Alpha getting an NXT call-up to SmackDown. Uh, that's Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. The Big Show at 23 going to Raw. Dolph Ziggler going to SmackDown at 24. Nia Jax, another NXT call-up going to Raw mm-hmm. at 25. Neville going to Raw at 26. Natalya is SmackDown at twenty-seven, Cesaro twenty-eight going to Raw, Alberto Del Rio twenty-nine going to SmackDown, thirty is Sheamus going to Raw. Anything you want to point out there? I like uh, that. I like that American Alpha is getting called up. Yeah, I like the club got split from AJ, but they can go with Finn, I guess. Even though I'm really enjoying their run with AJ, so I guess we'll see. I think I think it'll be
0: good to have um, to have them separate because now they got their little bit of push from AJ, so people are like. You know they're hot on them. They know who they are. Finally, and I guess if, like
1: if you let them, if you let, if you give them the mic, they're gonna get over. But it's just like they're not gonna get a reaction without AJ. Period. Yeah. I don't know where that thought comes from right now because they ball bom- like they bungled these fucking guys for like the first two months they're here. Yeah. So I don't know why they like <clears throat> they're not gonna get they, a reaction. They they must. As much as I
0: wouldn't like it to to be a partnering with um. With, Fa- with Finn Balor with Fowler um <laughs> team Valor. anyway, uh, I think that's the best way to go for both of the the parties involved, yeah, because Balor needs something to get over on the main roster, oh, he was with us in the club in Japan, yeah, and maybe even as the um as a sort of like division split of how they could have gone with the feud with AJ yeah, they could have been like, oh yeah, we don't need you uh I don't need you guys anymore, I don't need the club, that was all in Japan. And then Balor actually comes in and lives up to that, and he's a face. Yeah. Even though I would love to see Balor be a heel. Yeah. Oh, he's he's way better as a heel. Because I bet he is way
1: better. Captain fucking New Japan, get the the fuck fuck out of here. here. Uh, Nia Jax got called up. That's weird. Yeah, that was Uh, really weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, Let's go to the next 10. Golden Truth uh, at number 31 to Raw. The Usos to SmackDown at number 32. Titus O'Neil to Raw. Uh, Kane to SmackDown, Paige to Raw, Darren Young to Raw, Kalisto to SmackDown, Sin Cara to Raw, Naomi to SmackDown, Jack Swagger to Raw. Uh, Kalisto is a cruiserweight, and he went to SmackDown, even though Raw has the cruiserweight division. Yeah, that, to me, is really weird. That screams there have to be trades.
0: Yeah. Because that
1: doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: And, uh, and we were saying before this, I don't know if there, there are rumors or whatever going out about it, uh, I don't follow any dirt sheets, uh, even still now, but, like... I really hope that one hour of TV uh uh-huh. on Raw is just cruiserweights. That'd be cool. I would. I mean, shit, why not? Just have that be the middle block, the beginning and the end be whatever the fuck you want it to be, <laughs> or just throw it in there where, wherever. As long as it's a straight hour yep. of cruiserweights, I'll, I will watch Raw for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything else that really sticks out to you there? I, oh, Sin Cara, no, Kalisto cut a great promo. Uh, that you can find on our Twitter account, at GoHomeShow, where he said he's going to do lucha things, and then goes, yeah, and runs off. I I felt bad that he messed up his promo, but
0: I felt like he recovered from it pretty well.
1: Yeah, so it was goofy. Yeah, uh, Let's go into the next ones. Uh, the Ascension, number 41, to SmackDown, The Dudleys to Raw, Zack Ryder to SmackDown, Summer Rae to Raw, Apollo Cruz to SmackDown, Mark Henry to Raw, Alexa Bliss, NXT call-up to SmackDown, uh, Braun Strowman to Raw, Brizongo to SmackDown. Bo Dallas to Raw. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Eva Marie to SmackDown at number 51. Is that an NXT call-up? They counted it as an NXT call-up because she wrestled in NXT last. I guess. I don't know. She was on the main roster at one point, but it's, it seems to me like an NXT call-up. Uh, the Shining Stars, Epico and Primo to SmackDown. Or, I'm sorry, to Raw. Who cares? Uh, the Vaude Villains at number 53 to SmackDown. Alicia Fox to Raw. Eric Rowan to SmackDown. Where he can be with Bray Wyatt, uh, Dana Brooke to Raw, Mojo Rawley to SmackDown, why? Curtis Axel to Raw, Carmella to SmackDown. A last NXT call-up, and Heath Slater left undrafted. I'm sure there are other people who got left undrafted as well, but I don't know who they are.
0: Yeah, I, and I wonder at that point if you aren't drafted, do you? Oh, I'm sure it'll be
1: a supplemental thing where like they'll include people. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, but I I don't know. I'm uh we'll see how this actually goes. Because I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of where people end up and um, if there are going to be trades and everything. So, um, hang on. Uh, uh, hello? Hey, uh, JB, it's it's Eric and Brian from the Go Home Show. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, you know, Thank you. Thank yeah, you, yeah, tr- 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 uh Hey, I, I have a question for you, just real quick before uh, before we move on. We're we're talking about the uh, brand split that happened for Raw and SmackDown in the, in the World Wrestling Entertainment uh, wrestling promotion. And uh, we were just curious about, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, uh, like, the least sad and 10 being the most sad, how sad are you that nobody drafted Naito? Uh, is occupado a
0: number? I'm going to go
1: with Ocupado. That's, that's good. Occupado, I'm going to say that's a 6. So we'll put you right there in the middle, smack dab in the middle. Uh, JB, uh, thank you, thank you very much for your time. Anytime, anytime. Well, there's not, not time. This is the last episode. Yeah. Sorry. Anytime. (laughs) All the
0: time, anytime. (laughs) All the time,
1: anytime. Okay. okay. Thank you, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Peace. Thank you very much. Draft, draft analyst, JB Rowe. There it is. Uh, you can find him at jbrowe.com, R O E. All Um, the time, anytime. All the time. All the time, anytime. Uh there you have it. There's there's the draft. (laughs) All it uh he comes in at a solid six and they didn't draft Naito. Yeah. And he's he's occupado. So you know, it's it's a sad day. Sad day. Sad day. Um Stocks are down. Stocks are down. Brian, this Uh, is the last episode, so we should just do our regular shit and uh, then get to it. Uh how about some Lucha Underground? Let's do it. Uh, this is not the last episode of this season, but the second to last. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're stopping right before everything... Oh, hang on. Yeah, this is the Go Home Show?
0: Yeah, I just had one more thing to say. Yeah, Uh, go ahead.
1: Go Home. Oh, fucking... Dude, what bull... He just said go home. That's my thing.
0: God damn... (laughs) Son of a bitch. First the guy at Evo, now this guy. (laughs) So pissed. I don't know if you guys were watching Evo this past weekend. They signed off after the main event... And the guy was just like, all right, guys, go home. I was livid. Brian was furious. I got
1: wrestler mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's an email from our friend Gary L., who emails with no subject. Welp, I went to SmackDown Live. I want to die. Bye. <laughs> 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 love, love, love Gary. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, my God. All right, Lucha Underground. Again, not the last episode of the season, but the second to last, and also Battleground is this weekend, and um, yeah. we're ending right before everything, like, climaxes. Yeah. Yep. Just, that, uh, that, that's us. That's us. <laughs> that's us in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, seven Way. Uh, seven Way for the Gift of Gods Championship. Daga versus C- Sinestro de la Muerte versus Mariposa versus Marty the Moth versus Sexy Star versus Killshot versus Nightclaw.
0: <laughs>
1: He's a cat. What the fuck is a Nightclaw? That's my first note.
0: Uh, whatever the guy in the Avengers is. Black, Black Panther? Oh. Is that it? Or yeah. is that the name of the group of people that... That what? Th- Go ahead. That were, Go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything racist. I was just going to say that we're against the whites in the... <laughs> it's, it's factual. Hitler didn't like Jews. It's not racist. What happened? <laughs> oh my god oh my god
1: lebanese don't like syrian oh, likewise oh fuck <laughs> listen what i'm not gonna say anything racist so the black panthers they were the ones against the whites okay jesus christ
0: oh, is not not racist
1: <laughs> just go ahead and write against <laughs> the whites <laughs> oh man oh geez. listen, listen listen this is not a racist statement Were those the people who were against the whites? (laughs) It's not race. Everything you... That whole statement is based in race. It's based on something that happened. That doesn't make it not racist. I didn't say anything bad about any of them. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) so... Nightclaw (laughs) is a man dressed like a cat. Jesus Christ. Dogga Inziger, he's sexy star... Sinestro does the Lion Salt, uh, reverse DDT spot like AJ Styles, except when he does the DDT, he does like a lifting reverse DDT. It mm-hmm. looked good. Uh, uh, tilt a whirl, backbreaker, but lands on his feet and hits a cutter, uh, and then off the cutter, hits a, uh, running corner low drop kick. That's all by Daga, who looked really good in this match, mm-hmm. uh, despite being like the first guy, uh, eliminated. Uh, no, he's the second guy eliminated. Second guy. Yeah, because Sinestro de la Muerte or whatever is the first guy eliminated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, it's uh, Battle Cat hits a standing C4 on Sinestro de la Muerte.
0: Looked really
1: good, though. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, have, through the rest of this match, called Nightclub Battle Cat. That's good. Okay. That's um totally fine. Daga does a toe on Hilo. Sexy does a corkscrew. Plancha to the outside. Killshot does a running Mood Salt dive to the outside. And Marty does just like a run, like that... Roman Reigns Undertaker, like, straight up, like, running, like, ah! Yeah. Like, just flies face first into everyone. Uh, Daga goes for an arm bar on Marty, but it gets reversed into toss into the corner. Uh, Front Chancery by Daga gets broken up by Battle Cat off a leg drop, who hits a top rope Frankensteiner and a Phoenix Splash to eliminate Daga. Kilburn Moon was watching the whole time and she was very sad when this happened. (laughs) Um... Everyone fights to the outside. Battle Cat climbs to the top of the office and does a moonsault off the top of the office. Jesus. I thought that was cool. That was nuts. He didn't even land on his feet, so what kind of cat is he? Uh, Killshot... Yeah, he is a fucking pussy. Uh, Killshot uh, does a corner drop kick to Marty, then a penalty kick to Battle Cat on the outside, then an apron Death Valley driver to Mariposa, and then it's a rolling cutter on Marty back on the inside, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Killshot had some good spots in this match. Killshot looks really good. Yep, he hits a second rope Rana, uh, and then... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, Battle Cat hits a second rope Rana on Kill Shot, then he hits Abracadabra, then a standing shooting star press, but that leads to a kick out. Battle Cat goes for a Phoenix flash off the top, but then uh Kill Shot moves, picks up the uh wounded Battle Cat who who hurt his paws, and uh he gets lifted into that uh electric chair, into the German suplex, into the Storm Cradle driver that eliminates Battle Cat. So now it's Daga, Killshot, Marty, and Mariposa. Um wait. Yep. No. Mariposa, Marty, uh, Killshot, and Sexy. Sexy. Star. I think I said Marty twice. Yeah. Uh, Marty is not in this twice. He's only in this once. Mm-hmm. So don't don't let this, don't let that mistake fool you guys. He's only in the match one time. Uh, Sexy and Killshot work together. Uh, she dives on Marty on the outside. Mariposa hits a Rolling Yoshi Tonic on uh, Killshot. And then Marty tosses Sexy Star into a barricade on the inside. Marty curb stomps Killshot and then Mariposa hits the butterfly effect which is the cop killer or the vertebraker if you are unfamiliar, and then uh, Killshot gets eliminated. Now it's Sexy Star, two-on-one essentially. They're teaming up on Mariposa and Marty are teaming up on Sexy Star and beating her up, and then every time she gets a little bit off, and she gets cut off. Until Mariposa has uh, Sexy Star with her hands behind her back. And then Marty cocks his hand back, Big old straight right, but Sexy Star ducks, and then he knocks out Mariposa. Yeah. Marty gets tossed to the outside, and then Sexy pins Mariposa, eliminating her, and then she starts doing battle with Marty, gets him in a cross-arm breaker, and Marty the Moth Martinez taps out, and Sexy Star wins the Gift of God's Championship. Awesome.
0: Thoughts? I I love that they had her win this. Mm-hmm. They've been putting her over for the last two years as, mm-hmm. like, a serious competitor. She's had so much development since the moment she came in, just her, I mean, her character has gone from, like, being just, like, the sexy star to, like, being beaten down to, like, overcoming all the odds, beating the two guys who abducted her last year. And then now she has a chance to face whoever the Lucha Underground champion is. Yeah. Whenever she wants. That's Dude, that, to me, is what I love about Lucha Underground. I, if you would have told me at the beginning of this match, like, who do you think is going to win this, I would have not at, at any moment thought it was going to be sexy star not because I don't think she could have done it, but just because I didn't think it would, you know, they would book it that way. Yeah. And they did, and I'm really happy with that. It's, uh, it, it's awesome. If you think about it now, it, it makes the most sense. She's the one who's had yeah. the most story, mm-hmm. the biggest o- odds to overcome, and, yep. like,
1: you got to see it all this yep. season. Good thing they already taped season three, because she just retired from wrestling. So. <laughs> what? She's going to be a boxer. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, Sisko, Joey Ryan, and Ricky Reyes segment, they're like, yo, Mr. Sisko. You gotta wear you gotta wear a fucking wire and he's like, No, duh, I don't wanna wear no wire uh-huh. And th- and then uh they're like, No you gotta wear a wire And so he's gonna wear a wire and he's gonna he's gonna get Dario Cueto. Uh King Cuerno versus Mil Muertes. What'd you think of this match? Uh I wrote two sentences because I couldn't stop watching.
0: Brian, what were your sentences? My sentences were um Mil Muertes, he's born into death because <laughs> they said that. And all I could think of him was like Bane. Also <laughs> what (laughs) then uh holy shit this
1: turned into bedlam uh this is fucking intense (laughs) so it starts out with milmartes just fucking destroying king cuerno at the beginning then uh king cuerno turns around hits arrows from the depth of hell on the outside or to the outside and then he goes for another but it gets blocked uh drags king cuerno to the outside and hits a standing tko on the mats on the outside then king cuerno gets tossed into the trash cans and then into chairs and they fight through the crowd King Cuerno hits a dive off the barricade. They fight in the bandstand, which I thought was so yeah, cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Mil-, Mil Muertes grabs the mic like he's about to sing and then rips it up and hits Cuerno in the face with it. Yep. Uh, Cuerno hangs off the edge of the stage and he gets his hands stomped on and falls off. Mill's head gets put through a window. He no-sells it. He grabs Cuerno, puts his head through the window, oh, and then tosses fuck. Cuerno down the stairs. They're beating the fucking shit out of each other. All through this match, they keep setting up tables and then not using them. Yep. And then setting up a ladder and not using it. Yep. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. They want you to forget. Uh Cuerno backdrops Mil Muertes onto the ladder. After this happens, Cuerno grabs Katrina. He's going to fuck her up. Yep. There are steps right next to Cuerno. And he has Katrina by the throat or whatever, and he's like, you, you're the evil, whatever. Mil Muertes senses this, and then out of nowhere, Spears... King Cuerno off of Katrina and through a table. This is not enough. Mm-mm. He picks up King Cuerno and then power bombs him through a table. Uh-huh. Brian, yeah. this is not enough. Uh-uh. As he picks up King Cuerno uh-huh. again yep. and then puts him through another table. Hey, Brian, mm-hmm. this is not enough. No. As he picks up King Cuerno again uh-huh. and then puts him through another table jesus fucking brian Christ. yeah this is not enough uh-huh he grabs a crowbar oh god tosses cuerno I into forgo- the ring i forgot about the crowbar he milmartis goes to the top rope dives off and hits king cuerno in the back of the head with a crowbar brian uh-huh this is not enough uh-uh. <laughs> even Matt striker is going under that mask he's still a man what is he stop? <laughs> Mil Martes lifts King Cuerno and puts him down with a tombstone, which needs to be his new finish. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he just lit like literally killed King Cuerno. It was awesome. It was Tombstone him to hell. One, two, three. It was incredible. It was awesome. That match was so that fucking match nuts. meant so much to Vampiro that he threw his medicine away. <laughs> They had a segment at the end of the show where Vampiro throws his medicine away. He was doing that for <laughs> Pentagon. I I, I know, <laughs> but if you leave that video part out where they sh- <laughs> where they show it, it just it just looks like Vampiro is like, no, Vampiro doesn't take medicine, which is the sentence that he says. Vampiro doesn't take medicine. No, so he dumps all of his medicine out. And then that's the end of the show. Oh wait, Marvel ending. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cisco is in Dario Cueto's office, and he's wearing a wire. And Ricky Reyes and Joey Ryan are listening. Mm-hmm. And Cisco is like, "Yo, what's up, boss? We don't hang out no more." And Dario Cueto's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So Mr. Cisco, who's so fucking obvious in this segment, which was great, yeah, he was so well acted. He did a really good job. He just was like, "Yeah, man, I'm a I'm a soldier. If you ever need anything, I'm in." Yeah. And Dario's like, "Why would I need a soldier?" Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, whatever you're up to. I want in. I, wa- I want in to it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And then he finds out that he's wearing a wire. Dario yeah. Cueto finds out that Mr. Sisko's wearing a wire and then beats him to death with a tiny red bull. Yeah. The red bull. Gives you wings. The red bull, red bull. The red bull gives you wings into heaven. Yeah. So he's dead. Yep. So Mr. Sisko Mr. is dead. And Dario Cueto says, like, it's time. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, into a phone. Which can only mean one thing. Vader is coming. Oh.
0: Dude. Hopefully he'll wrestle Ricochet.
1: Ricochet. Ricochet. What do you think of Lucha Underground? It was fucking great. I'm excited about next week's episode that we don't have to review on the show. I know, because I'll get to actually just watch it. Yay! It's wonderful. Uh, NXT. Yay! Uh, this is the Nakamura Balor uh, fight. Uh, Joey Samoe Primoe. Uh, Joey Samoe comes out and he says that it doesn't matter who number one contender is because they shouldn't be. He's excited for this match, but this is an affront to the number one contendership. Joe rules. He doesn't need a number one contender. He's the champion. This segment is so good. Mm-hmm. Joe's incredible.
0: Man, he's so His much. His promo
1: fun. is so good. He's so good at what he does. He is excellent. He should. I mean, I know he's the champion, but he shouldn't be there. <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe is cutting this promo and he says, "I'll take on anywhere, anyone, anywhere, anytime." Blah blah blah. Like, I'm I'm the champion. I'm the best. Nobody can take this title. And then Rhino comes out, and this is the weirdest episode of Impact I've ever seen. Yeah, it got weird. <laughs> and that, and Rhino says, "Hey, you're the guy I have to go through." And that's that's it. It's the, of the- then Samoa Joe just walks away.
0: Remember when there was, like, a line of people before the NXT championship? Yeah. Like, there were, like, five people you had to get through? Mm-hmm. I miss that. I guess you don't really have to worry about NXT being thinned out, huh? No. I mean, they didn't. After the draft? No. They took American Alpha,
1: who don't need to be there. They took... Nine... They thinned out the win- the women's division. Yeah. And, the like, and what? Finn Balor, who was already gone. Yeah. That guy was out the door. And American Alpha, those are the only men. The yeah. rest were women. Yeah. That's right. There you go, huh. Uh Balor and Nakamura. What'd you think of this match? Uh, I think that this is
0: my, my first note when this match came on was all I want to see is strong style in this match, please. I I don't think I got any of that. Like I got some of it, but not not the way I wanted. I wanted to see Nakamura wrestle like Nakamura against somebody who knew how to wrestle that style. And so at the end of this match, after after watching all of this, I realized that I think that. We all wanted the match that I was just asking for. Yep. The match that we knew they could put on that we haven't seen before. But I think they wanted them to go out there and show that they can wrestle a WWE style match. Yep. Because the match wasn't bad. I'm not shitting on the match no, and saying no, no, no. that it wasn't no, it, good.
1: It it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. It was very good. Yeah. It was a very good match. Yeah. It wasn't super compelling. It's a match that I'm gonna forget about. Yeah. In like a couple of weeks, yeah. Um, but like, that's not to say it wasn't a good match. Absolutely. It was. It was just sort of like the way they talked about. And I was saying this as it was starting. You mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. I, I just kept saying, "I don't think this is going to be very good." Uh, like the way they're hyping this up, the yeah. way they're talking about the match we've all been waiting for. These guys, must have a long history in Japan. They they hyped it up so much, and then they put on a match that was just like pretty good. Yeah, it was a regular
0: WWE. Long format yep, match. It
1: was. It, Front to it, back. It was just do a long, and I was saying this as it was happening. They're gonna start out and do like the long segment of like chain wrestling and like some of the near falls and they'll stand up and do like a little handshake. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just start trading moves. And that's what, and that's what they did. That's what they did. And that's fine. Uh, before we get to this, uh, at Jimmy Smith, Jimmy with two eyes, nice, I don't know. Uh, on Twitter says, Jack Swagger drafted to Raw. You sure you guys don't want to stick around? <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> that's that's my... God, that's my... I'm going to favorite that tweet right now. God, that's such a good tweet. Oh, man. I'm going to retweet it, too. That was excellent. That was very good. They uh, do a two-sweet They do a two, they do a two sweet forehead kiss at the beginning of this match. There's a block uh, to a Balor Inziguri, and then uh I block Balor Inziguri and hits him with one. I don't remember what the fuck happened there. Oh, you know what... Nakamura blocks Balor's Inziguri and then hits an Inziguri of his own, tosses Balor into the corner, hits good vibrations, goes for it a second time, doesn't work out. They fight back and forth until, uh, Nakamura gets Balor on the apron and does probably my favorite spot of this whole match, which was an, uh, running an apron, apron, apron knee lift and then an apron knee drop onto the back of the head of Finn Balor. I thought that looked great. Yeah. Uh, this match is very back and forth and they're just doing moves. Uh, it didn't strike me as anything that was like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is great. Yep. Uh, Nakamura gets integrated off the top rope to the outside uh, Balor hits the penalty kick from the apron on Nakamura which is like such an in vogue move right now yeah. uh, double stomp to the back of the head by Finn Balor as they come back from commercial um, they they do some uh, submission wrestling with leg locks arm bars gets blocked to a triangle by uh, Nakamura That I thought that was good mm-hmm. lifting reverse DDT by Finn Balor he hits a sling blade, goes for a corner drop kick, um, but it gets countered. Uh Kingshasa by Nakamura, and there's a kick out by Finn Balor. That's a weak finisher, I guess. Yeah. Because he's been here for he's only had like four moves or like four matches and he's already been kicked out of. Uh Trevor Lee double stomp by Finn Balor, gets a kick out. Uh they do that standing bouillet spot. Boo boo they fight back and forth, and then Nakamura hits Kinshasa. post match they do hugs and shit. That I just wrote down that this is a pretend New Japan match. Yeah. Any other thoughts? From I mean, that? I mean that's again. It's all not my thoughts. It's not a. It's match. not a bad match. I. I don't like writing down pretend New Japan match isn't even right. You're. You're totally on the money with them just going like, yeah. it's a long form WWE match, just do a just do a long WWE match. Yeah. Because you put that up against Sami Zayn versus Nakamura,
0: which is maybe my match of the year in WWE so far. Uh huh. Um. And that is a match with a story that goes long. I mean, I watched it again recently, and it's still good. It's yeah. an incredible match. It's, it, the, they chanted Fight Forever because that's, a, that's how they felt when they watched it. Yep. It wasn't just like, hey, now this is it. That's the worst thing about, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but that's the worst thing about any time something happens organically like that mm-hmm. is that now anybody who wasn't there wants to be a part of it. Yep. So they're, oh, we, we get the chance to be part of a Fight Forever chant. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That 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 match wasn't a fight forever worthy chant. I would have loved to watch Sami Zayn and Nakamura do a Iron Man match 60 minutes go balls out. Yep. I could not have watched longer than what this match was our, was booked at. Mm-hmm. Again, not because it was bad, but because it was booked for the length that it needed to be and it was fine. So that that to me is just like I know that you're all excited, but let's let's try to keep an objective mind when it comes to to wrestling. Like it's okay to not be happy. With the dream matches, if they don't live up to your expectations, mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody just wanted to like it so much, and that's my problem with it. Like it for being a good match, like King Cuerno versus Mil Muertes. Right. I wanted to love that match so
1: much, uh-huh. and they blew me away with yep. that match. Yep. I just felt like Balor and Nakamura was just it was just hyped up in a way where it wasn't gonna live up to whatever they were gonna do because they have the confines of like. Nakamura knows exactly how much he needs to do to get over in WWE and not in IOTA more. Yeah. Everyone talks about, like, best wrestlers in the world. Nakamura is probably the best wrestler in the world because he knows exactly how much he needs to do to get the biggest reaction Mm -hmm. and not put himself in risk or danger or give too much. I agree with that. I think that's also what makes Finn Balor so good because mm-hmm. he's he's done
0: exactly the same thing yeah he could come out there and do the demon shtick every single night and we yep. could all love it and blah 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 blah. but he doesn't he comes out there in the jacket looking you know like an irish boy yep and like does what he does and it's good and then when he needs to he, he amps it up at special events so that's true i think i mean i would say that they're they're pretty on par in terms of caliber and captiv uh like captivating um personalities i think they're pretty on par um, I would say him, those two, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and WWE are the are the four, and of course AJ Styles, <clears throat> are are the five wrestlers they have uh-huh. that know exactly how to get themselves over. It. Yep. Because everywhere they go, they get over it. Uh, I mean, Gallows and Anderson can get over They just, I don't think they're trusted yet because to WWE officials they're just new. Yep. Um but you know whatever. I am not going to gripe about the fact that I get all my favorite wrestlers on my fa- on my favorite wrestling program. Yeah. Like they're all here. Yep. And um and as a result we got a uh, a resurgence, a resurrection I should say mm-hmm. of Talking Shop. If you guys haven't listened to Talking oh, Shop. Oh, I totally forgot. With with Chris Jericho live from Hawaii. Yep. It for a moment, when when Eric told me that this was going to happen, I'm like, man, they're just going to butcher it. It's yep. it's not going to have the same feel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, it's going to be like really shitty, and uh, it's really going to just drag out and not be the way we want it to be. It was 100 like the first 15 minutes were like, all right, let's get the gears kind of turning, kind of turning, kind of turning. After those 15 minutes, it is just straight talking shop.
1: Yep, it is back to the steez. Well, they, they both get, they, I feel like Gallows had to, like, he knew that Jericho, like, didn't know his bits, so felt like he kind of, like, had to explain his bits, like, the knocking on the door, he's like, he knocks, and then he goes, oh, it sounds like someone's at the door, like, yeah. it was just like, he couldn't just go into the bit, he yeah. felt like he had to explain it, but once he got rolling, and he saw, I think... Just coming from someone who, like, you know, you do bits around people that you know get it and other people where you're like, I think you'll get it, but I need to make sure. Yeah. When you have someone else who's there who can, like, back you up on the bit or whatever, yeah. and you see that they're going to be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. You click in and you're like, yeah, let's fucking go for this. And when he right. saw that, like, AJ and Carl were both in, like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Gallows was fucking going. Yep. I thought it was so good.
0: Gallows got all his voices in. We got a little bit of sex. Yep. We got a little bit of fink. We got, we got. Oh man! When Nature Hoot came out, I was. I can't. I cannot believe. It. I cannot believe that was real. That that to me was so much fun because you know everybody has their Ric Flair impression. Yep. And that, and and they're all good because they all sound the same. And that's how it should be when you do an impression. But for some reason, there. There's just the way he delivers it. AJ Styles is the best.
1: Yep. I love
0: his Nature Boy. It's the best.
1: Yep, uh, I just tweeted out a picture. Uh, recording with special, recording the last episode with special guests. <laughs> I gave Brian a little toot horn. Yeah, it's uh, good. Brian. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. For, la- for the last time ever. Yeah. That we're gonna have to
0: take notes on. I realized that I was uh, I, I it, was writing notes for the last time ever. I still got blank pages, which is so funny. I have like half a notebook that's blank, but I'll never. I'll throw I, this away. I, I bought a whole nother notebook that. Like, I realized I'm gonna come into this show, or I'm gonna. I came into the show the same way I'm leaving it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Naked. Yes. With a whole, with a full notebook that I have no idea what to do with. Yep. That isn't like, I got a notebook from my work, which is what I originally wrote my wrestling notes in. And I wrote the first year and a half of, um, of notes in that book and got another one. Now I'm pretty much done with it. I have a whole new third one. <laughs> nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I'll just keep taking notes for fun. Like, just kind of like, I don't know, why not keep taking notes? And yep. then I went, because that's one of the reasons I fucking hate having to,
1: like, look away from the act. I miss yep. so much. Yep. Because I'm taking notes. Yep. Uh, so, Raw, for the last time. Yeah. It's probably like the least amount of notes I've ever written. Uh, Stephanie and Shane come out and cut a promo. It's welcome to Raw. And then Shane interrupts Stephanie, and he's like, "Welcome to Raw," and everyone says, "Yay!" And then Stephanie feels like she has to step all over everybody's lines and, God, make, it and make it just like a mess. God, I really hate it. I don't know if she thinks she's steering the segment a certain way, but like when she just like talks over people or like steps on lines, the like yeah, like like her commenting about her
0: about how Shane had sweaty arms, it it uh, like there I don't have
1: a problem with that. It's that it. I feel like she doesn't want people going off script, but she wants to go off script. That's the way that everything she does feels to me. I can see that. Because it seemed like she's trying to get people back on script. Like, it seemed like Mick Foley kind of like lost his place at one point, and she went over and like whispered in his ear, which was like really weird. Yeah, because it was all on camera. Yeah. And then, and then I, I like. I don't know she keeps trying to like scare people in like a certain direction but then like steps all over like when they're talking yeah and then I, I was listening to something and Meltzer was saying like well yeah you know in a real conversation it's not that you know people don't just stand there and then wait for that person to stop talking and then they talk. Yes, they fucking do. Yeah. That's what a conversation is. I mean, there is a little
0: bit of, like, going over and talking, like, over somebody else, but she derails the conversation. 100%. Like, like that's why I brought up, I wrote it down, the, the arm-sweating comment, because he was in the middle of starting to talk about something. 100%. And she's like, oh, you look a little bit nervous there. Your arms are sweating. Okay, thanks. Where do I go from that? It's it, a, it's, it's, it's something... It's a closed statement. It...
1: Ex- Brian, that's the fucking... Exactly... Fuck, that's so right. It's not, when you improv, it's always yes and, and you give it an open, and you lead, and you whatever. She just says stuff to, like, throw people off their game. Yeah, and And everybody looks bad. It's, it
0: sucks. She called SmackDown a B-plus show, and I get that she was trying to attribute it to Daniel Bryan, who isn't really a B-plus player, blah, 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 blah.
1: It was supposed to be, like, a rivalry, like, Raw versus SmackDown thing. But
0: it, it hasn't started yet. It hasn't started. Yep, and it's widely joked about, and I, and I don't, I don't think that in this case it's good to be like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That this is a B plus show, like the like the fans all say it is, like the universe all says. Oh yeah, you know it's the B show, so nobody cares. Yep, calling anything a B plus show is gonna make it. You just bring down the the, the brand value. Yep, not a lot. And I understand that I'm nitpicking here. But for chief brand ambassador, yeah. or whatever chief brand, whatever her title is, she is she is in charge of managing the brand in WWE. Yes. And, uh, and to do
1: stuff like that, have comments like that, doesn't make sense the, to me. The draft on a whole really didn't make sense to me because it's like for SmackDown's going to get two picks and Raw going to get three for every SmackDown two. Yeah. I get that it's longer, but you've just devalued SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And also Raw gets the first pick. Again, you've just devalued SmackDown. Yeah. You went on the show and called it a B-plus show. You've devalued SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to get so nitpicky about it, but when you're trying to have weeks and weeks of people coming in and being like, I'm going to run SmackDown. I'm going to run SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, I want to run SmackDown. No, I want to run SmackDown. And then that's sort of like peters out. Yeah. And goes away completely. And then... They go, okay, Shane, you're going to run SmackDown. Cool! It's going to be new and different. Yeah. Stephanie, you're going to run the flagship show Raw. Yo, what the fuck are we... Yeah. What, what is, like, this little sneak-in... Is there, like, a little, like, sneak-in, like, extra jab? Like, yeah, fuck SmackDown? Like, what is this? I, I, we... I... It hasn't even gotten out of the gate, and it already looks like it's behind. Maybe...
0: And 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 I'm probably stretching beyond stretching here. Mm-hmm. Maybe the idea... I don't think they're this good. Is they implant that they believe it's a B plus show, it's a less show than than Raw. It's not as important. All the things that we've just said, because they wanna want us to feel like it's our show. Yeah. You give you give it Daniel <clears throat> Bryan <throat> I, and I, I you give <throat> it that real underdog feel, like they just keep
1: shitting on it and shitting on I, I it and shitting on it. I get it, but you've spent all this time building it mm-hmm. and then in like Yep. In like two weeks in like really like one full week yeah you just totally devalue it yeah and and again i don't
0: think that they were trying to do what i just described no i think that that, would have been good if they were smart
1: enough to do it i don't think that they were i just i think that they like i don't i just don't it's really bizarre Mm -hmm. so they cut this promo introduced their new gms raw's gm is foley smackdown gm is daniel bryan uh, who doesn't shake Stephanie's hand, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all cut promos and everything. Steph says that there's going to be a cruiserweight division on Raw. Wow. That that am am I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm really into that. Um, so we get Jericho and Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Okay. Uh, this is like the sloppy. The, uh, all the matches tonight were kind of sloppy. Yeah. Uh um, this, this especially from four guys who don't wrestle who, who, sloppy. No, not at all. Uh, Heat on Sami Zayn, hot tag to Cesaro who runs around hitting uppercuts. Uh, Eventually, uh, Cesaro and Jericho go at it. Fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. Hot tags to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They come in just fucking slugfest. Yep. Beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Blind tag by Cesaro and... uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. There's a blind tag by uh, Chris Jericho and then Cesaro tags in. Gets put in the walls of Jericho. That gets reversed to a swing. Gets broken up by Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn reverses a roll-up by Chris Jericho, and he uh, moves it into a roll-up of his own and wins the match. Uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Cesaro, or I'm sorry, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens pissed off, and Cesaro and Sami Zayn kind of walking up the ramp going like, we just squeaked out that win, and the announcers keep putting over, the that battleground Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they might fight for the last time ever because they might be on different brands. They are not. They are not. Why did they do that? I don't know. Why would they be on the same brand? This is the opportunity to let them grow their careers elsewhere Mm -hmm. and then come back in a little while, Mm -hmm. tease that they're going to fight and make it a WrestleMania match. Yep. What are you doing? That's why I think there have to be trades. Yeah. That's why I think Sami Zayn is going to get... It's going to be like Kalisto and one other person are going to get traded for like like Raw for like Sami Zayn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be something weird like that. It has to be because I like doesn't make any fucking sense. Absolutely. I, um, I'm with you on that. Uh, Daniel Bryan backstage with, uh, who was it, uh, the Golden Truth, and then walks by with Swagger and Titus and all this stuff, and then he gets interrupted by uh, Stephanie McMahon, who makes fun of him for living off the earth, and um, Daniel Bryan says that peaches are amazing, and then uh, he says that she has a, a reservoir of insults, Yep, and then walks away. Say repertoire. Yeah, reservoir of insults. Well, he was never one for talking. This He's been was, better. It's he, fun.
0: He, you know what? He's been really good, and yep. he did excel at the CWC, which yep. I don't know if we'll have time I to agree. talk about. Yep.
1: Uh, which we loved. Well, we talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah. I thought it premiered last Wednesday. We, watch, we watched the Cruiserweight Classic, if we didn't talk about that yet. Are you sure? I don't know. I really don't. Did you take notes? No. I don't remember. The Cruiserweight thing. Classic was great. It was. If you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we... Yeah, ta- I, no, because ta- it was last week.
0: I thought we talked about it. We talked about it being tomorrow, tonight. Did we? Yeah. Wow. I feel like we did. Because last week was the first week of it. This isn't the third week. This is the second week. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Any standouts? Uh, I mean, obviously the main event was... A se- I thought the, the semi-main was awesome. I I forgot that we got a main event of
1: uh, Cedric Alexander and Kota Ibushi. No, it was Cedric... C- 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 uh, it was it was Kota Ibushi and Sean Marmaluk Mar- 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 or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, Cedric Alexander was the semi-main
1: yep. with... Um, God, I can't remember who he wrestled. TJ Perkins? No, I don't remember who he wrestled either. But it was a good oh, match. Oh, oh, um, the French guy. The, like the buff-looking French dude. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Pe- Perricks. Para, per- per- yeah. per-
1: I don't remember his last name. E- Sorry.
0: E- either way, uh, I love the CWC because they called it like a real fight. Yep. And, uh, it, and it made me excited to watch them call the action in the ring. Yep. I don't need that everywhere, mm-hmm. but to have that somewhere yep. in a place that makes it feel like it's in-depth. Like what I used to love about Monday Night Raw yep. was J.R. Giving you history, talking to you about the moves, how it affects the body, why it makes an impact. That, to me, was what we got at the Cruiserweight Classic. Loved it. Can't wait to watch more of that. maro Ronaldo and uh, Daniel Bryan are are shaky right now, yep. just because it's their first time you know, doing it live or whatever, but I have a feeling it's going to get better and better as the season goes on. Yep. Or as the tournament goes on.
1: Uh, it uh, It's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, Cruiserweight Classic is very good. I don't like how they have to, like, stand in the middle when it's all done and, like, hold up one person's hand or hold up the other person's hand. Uh, but other than that, I like everything. Yeah. That's me, yeah.
0: though. Uh, you and I agree on that because, to me, it's clear who the winner is. It's a pinfall. Yeah. So, why are we standing in the middle of the ring? But I guess it's the same thing happens in a knockout, right?
1: At, in <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it just it just strikes me as weird, I guess. Yeah. Um. That's all. That's just me. Uh, So watch the Cruiserweight Classic. Del Rio versus Darren Young with Bob Backlund. Uh, The Miz causes a distraction. Darren Young rolls up Alberto Del Rio, and that's the end of that match. Uh, Cena comes out and cuts a promo. Uh, Then Enzo and Cass come out and cut a promo, and it's very good. Yeah. Uh, Enzo is awesome. And I hate the blocking that they have, uh, because they're all just, like, facing the camera. And Cena starts talking about, like, I don't understand anything about what you're saying. Like, you're just coming out and, like, saying punchlines. Yep. And Cass goes, yeah, that's what he does. He's Enzo. Yeah. Right. What, and, what and don't he, you get? Yeah, and he's like, well, I mean, we're going to have to, like, take this really seriously against the club. And Cass is like, oh, no, we're very serious in the ring. We just love having fun with, like, these people. And there's only one word to describe the club, and they start spelling out soft, and then the club interrupts. And they come out and cut a, cut a promo. Carl Anderson talking about his hashtag hot Asian wife. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Then they all talk about how they're going to beat up John Cena. I love it. Then the New Day interrupts. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. They cut a great promo. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the Wyatts interrupt, and they don't get a promo at all. Which is fine by me, because we've heard them speak enough. (sighs) Yep. Oh, also the New Day have like some Young Buck style tights. Dude, that was great. Those are some Young Bucks-style tights. Those were fucking ugly, Yep, and it was great. Yep. So, there you go. Um, Really uh, goes into a match here where we missed the first half of the match, but that's okay, because what I heard is that there's just heat on John Cena for like eight solid minutes. Oh, fuck. Because we tuned in, and there was heat on John Cena, and I went, okay, well, I guess we didn't (laughs) miss that much. It's the Wyatts in the club against uh, Enzo, Cass, John Cena, and The New Day. Uh... The promo here, like, the promo before the match, as we were just saying, was really good. Mm -hmm. Like, if if there's something you're gonna watch from Raw, I would suggest that promo. It was a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, I really really had a good time with it. Uh, Cena gets beat down. There's a hot tag to cast. New Day sends Strowman, uh, out over the top rope. Rowan comes in and hits a running spin kick. Kofi eats an Aranagi by, uh, Bray Wyatt. Woods knocks Wyatt to the outside and then dives to the outside. Uh, there's an Attitude adjustment on the inside by John Cena to uh, Luke Gallows. Carl Anderson hits a big Arn Uh, Anderson-styled spinebuster on John Cena. Just huge. Enzo hits a diving DDT on Carl Anderson. Then the Wyatts and the New Day fight up the ramp and to the outside uh, out of the building. Enzo uh, clotheslines Cena by accident, and that causes AJ Styles to hit the Styles Clash on Enzo and get the win. And that's why they're a cohesive unit, and John Cena and Enzo and Cass are not, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to note from that watch? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rollins cuts a promo in a big empty arena. Talks about how it was what it was like to be in the Shield. Uh, Foley backstage with Breezango, and then Shane interrupts and talks about how he's looking out for Foley's best interest, but Foley is very upset by that. Uh, Baron Corbett against Tinkara. The Lucha, the Lunch Draculas broke up. Sorry, sad. Lunch Draculas. So sad. So then Sincari gets hit by End of Days, and then uh, Kalisto, who's uh, the other half of the Lunch Draculas, comes out and he gets beat up, which um, makes me think oh, everything that I hated about WCW Cruiserweights is going to be happening on Raw, which is, we're Cruiserweights, we're small. Uh oh, a big guy has to come in and just throw everyone around, devaluing our whole division. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love when that happens with Cruiserweights. So that's what's going to happen on Raw. Because Braun Strowman is on Raw, Mm -hmm. and mark my fucking words on this last episode, there will be a time where Braun Strowman interrupts a cruiserweight match and throws all the cruiserweights out of the ring. And then a big guy comes in and, like, stands up to him. Yeah. Probably Mark Henry. (laughs) There you go. Not bad. That's actually pretty good. Um, Somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. Somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. (laughs) Me and Brian were singing his song earlier, his theme song, but we only just kept saying somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Nobody was getting their wig split. Everyone was just getting yep. their ass kicked. <laughs> you just imagine him walking down the street. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Somebody's, somebody's going to get their ass kicked. That's great. That's fucking great. I think that would be awesome. Uh, Charlotte and Dana against Becky and Sasha. Natty interrupts, causing the DQ. Charlotte jumps Sasha uh, post-match and causes a beatdown. down. Okay. Ambrose promo backstage, like the shield holding a camera. Yeah, um, that's it. Nothing much. He's the man. Blah blah blah. Bruce seven, Sheamus or League of Nations. Yep. Against Ryder and Ziggler, uh, Ryder gets kicked out of the ring, eats a rolling senton on the outside, hot tagged to Ziggler, gets locked in the accolade, taps out. Anything else? Uh, nope. <laughs> There's an Orton return package. He's coming back. Uh, the Ascension backstage with Foley. They got pitch and putt. What the fuck is pitch and Putt? <laughs> it's pitching put.
0: That hey, keep the ascension like this. I'm in. <laughs> I like them talking about pitch and put. I don't know what the fuck that
1: is. Yep, but I want to learn more about it. Uh, Daniel Bryan interrupts. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Mick Foley talk about how similar they are, but um, how. Now they see that the only things standing in their way are, are each other. Mm-hmm. And so they get kind of like contentious, but I like that a lot. Yeah. I the, thought that promo was excellent. This promo was like probably the best promo mm-hmm. of the night. Really, really yep. impressed by by how well delivered it was from both guys. Yep. Uh, main event was Seth Rollins against Dean Ambrose. Uh, the only spot that I really liked from this, it just felt like a regular match. It didn't feel that big. Mm-hmm. It, everyone was chanting, this is awesome. It was a good show. The show moved, like, Raw moved super fast. It did. It was paced. It did not feel like three hours. It flew by. Yeah. Um, The main, I thought, was just okay. It was, uh, the only spot that I liked is where Dean Ambrose gets turnbuckle bombed. Yeah. And then staggers out and hits Dirty Deeds on Seth Rollins. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. The end comes with a superplex by Rollins, and he goes for the Falcon Arrow to lift Dean Ambrose, but Dean Ambrose locks in a small package, Mm -hmm. but all four of their shoulders are down. Yep. So, one, two, three, and it's a draw. They go off air. And the announcers don't even, like, really say much. Stephanie's there, and she's talking about how Rollins is the champ, and Mick Foley is, like, with her going, like, yeah, Rollins. And Dean Ambrose and uh, and uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan are all kind of going, like, no, it's Dean Ambrose. So they go off the air, and they continue it on the network, except they kind of didn't say, like, oh, we're out of time. You know, remember how they used to do that? Like, yeah. we're out of time. What's going to happen? Whatever. Like, that thing? I'm sorry, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they used to do that all the time. And now they could have done that. They had the opportunity to do that. And yeah. say, like, but the action continues over the WWE Network. Tune in now. Yep. How many people would have tuned in? A lot. Probably a lot. That, that to me, was a was missed
0: opportunity. Because I didn't... Because that was the thing. Nobody knew where to go for an answer. Yep. Uh, you didn't know that you had to go to the WWE Network to find this. It was just kind of like, who's the champion? Well, I mean, it's pretty clear it was a draw, champion's advantage. I don't know. To, yep. me, to me, it was like, uh, Ambrose wins.
1: So they said it was a draw. Um, so, I don't know. It was fine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it was okay. The best part of the match was more
0: at the beginning, I think, when... Uh... When JBL was really putting over the Cruiserweight Classic during the main event. Yeah, C-
1: he said Cedric Alexander's name on
0: Raw. Yeah, he said a few of the... He, he talked about Bushi, and they, they, they really put it over, and I appreciated that. Because, sure, you want to put over your your product, but, like, man, that's that's the main event. That's what everybody, if they didn't watch any other part of the show, yep. is, is tuning in to watch. And, and I'm very happy they gave it uh, time on air, because that... I like how it's shaping up, uh, it being the Cruiserweight Classic, and I'm very excited to see how uh, how that all plans out. And yep. Sorry I won't be able to talk to you guys about it here, but we'll be tweeting about it. Yeah, we'll just tweet and Or whatever. tweet at us, whatever you want. Yeah, right? at Go Home Any Show. We
1: got, we're got we getting a lot of tweets. I'm actually going through and favoriting a lot, because we're getting a lot of really really nice tweets from you guys right now as we're wrapping the show up and everything. Uh, just people saying thanks, and uh, and they enjoyed the show. So we're glad that people enjoyed the show. It it meant a lot that uh we could do it and you guys listen to it because it's just us talking about wrestling who gives a fuck. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so let let's see. Let's let's go through a couple of emails. Man, there's a lot of emails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um From Pause, howdy Hoots. Just wanted to thank you for hours and hours. A great podcast that helped me get through uh my workouts. Was not sure what Lucha Underground was until I checked it out after you guys reviewed the first Ultima Lucha and since that time i've been going three showings in person wow. wow including ultimate Lucha trace the and got my fiance super into it dang uh will download twitter to see your guys posts thanks jose pause ah pause to you frank b uh oh he says that we don't have to read this on the air but it was a very nice email um we did read it yeah uh, i mean we've we've read all these emails yeah but it's, i these are very nice. Unless
0: they've been sent in the last hour, I've, I've read all the emails you guys have sent today. I yep. know Eric has. We've all we've all been all over the Twitter, seeing.
1: We've been all over the Twitter, guys.
0: We're all over the Twitterverse. Yep. Um, just you know, getting in and out, uh, navigating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but honestly, uh, we've been reading everything you guys have been sending. It's since the beginning. It's, it's awesome.
1: It's been really great. Uh, anyways, rest in power to the Go Home show, and uh, I'll be going to the draft on Tuesday. So maybe I'll email you a report on that too in hopes this is some elaborate work. Love, Gary L. Uh, just, again, to remind everyone, Gary L's follow-up email. Welp, I went to SmackDown Live. I want to die. Bye. <laughs> um, Austin B., uh, one of our favorite uh, listeners. A Go-Home Show got me back into wrestling after not watching for years, and it's always been a highlight of my week listening on the commute to school Wednesday mornings. Thank you for the good-ass podcast. And the last email I want to read is from uh, Trevor Charity, who is probably the fan who's got us the most shout-outs or the most uh, airtime on WWE television. Yeah. Just from his signs that he's brought. That's awesome. His Guam Gary sign, his Go Home Show signs, ah. all that. Uh, see you later, Guam Gary. Hey, Hoots, I wanted to email you and say thanks for doing the Go Home Show and giving us some, entertainment, uh, some entertaining discussions about if giants are afraid of other giants or a shared longing for the return of Dog Ziggler. I understand why you're ending uh when you guys are and hope to see some funny stuff from the Twitter account. I've enjoyed making signs for varying WWE shows I attend uh for the show. Now if you excuse me a phone's dying, the charges at home, so I need to go home. Oh Oh, fuck, he got you dog. Nice. Uh and he sent a picture of himself at SmackDown from the last couple weeks, uh where he did where he did bring a go home show sign. And I guess uh that his sign that said the go home show ended up on what cultures? Uh, YouTube show or something? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but also, what culture is a huge fucking backwater piece of shit? So whatever. It's a bunch of British guys going. Oh, I think here's how here's how I will have booked the return of Chris Jericho differently. Thanks, man. Tight. Hey, right, hey, right on. You made a whole YouTube channel about this, huh? And apparently, it's very successful. So good for them. Tight. Um, maybe it's big in England. Yep. There you go. We did it! We made it. Brian, uh huh. Episode 113 of The Go Home Show. It's in the books. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Go Home Show. Email us, Show at mega64.com. Uh, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash Go Home Show. You don't have to subscribe to us because we're done. You can go to youtube.com slash Eric Bedore if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, even though it's not a video because the computer's still in the shop. But, uh, I don't know. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe anyway. Maybe we'll start making videos. We don't have to do this or. Tuesdays are fucking free now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll start doing videos again. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I got I got some ideas. Ooh. I got some ideas. Uh so that's it. Episode 113 of the Go Home show is in the books. Uh this was a lot of fun doing a podcast for over 100 episodes. We probably rounded out around like 130 130 something like that. Probably like
0: yeah. Right mm-hmm. right around
1: there. We started
0: February of 2014, yeah, something like that, and yeah, this is yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, we, we only we, missed one episode ever. Yeah, one episode ever. So damn, there you go, Brian. We did it. Uh, is there anything you want to say to these folks uh, before we take off? Yeah, I want
0: want to say that um the came the United States champ um go home.